We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everybody. We are the Pettiest Bills Podcast. I'm not bright enough for all of that. Drew Gator. Because I thrive off negativity, it's just more hackery from a charlatan and a carpetbag. The Rock Pile Report. Oh, my blood pressure's rising. He gave him Coors Banquet beers out of spite. The pettiest, hardest drinking Bills podcast. I'll go to hell and back just to prove a point. Everybody to another edition of the Rock Pile Report podcast. I'm your host, Bill, season ticket holder Drew Gear. It's my producer, Chris Krueger. It's our buddy Nate Geary, WGR 550. He's here in studio. Just, just, he's in rare form tonight, folks. He's in rare form, and he's going to need to be because uh, apparently this asshole's running a marathon. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, what are you, my boss? Jesus no, no, no. Apparently, Christ. you've decided it's a good idea to start running. Like, look, I'll tell you this. I work out. I try to stay in shape. <laughs> I do a little bit of cardio. A little bit. I fucking despise cardio. He said cardio. I work out. I work out. I try to stay yeah. in shape. Yeah, sure you do, Drew. I did short. Listen, from 348 down to, to, to 190. Down to I'll Matt Patricia it. to where you are right now. You're right. You, you do work out. I will say my cheeks might still have a they're a little pinchable still. But the idea is is that I only run if something's on fire or my life is in danger because really that's all you should be running. These people who go, we run for fun. What are we talking about here? But yeah, you've decided to throw your head in the ring apropos of nothing to decide you want to be marathon guy. Walk me through this, please. Um I watched a podcast that said women really love marathon runners. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Joe Rogan. I'm and, not going to lie. Uh, that's, that's... I watched a Joe Rogan podcast, and they said to start taking some uh, – it's it's this supplement. And then, the ivermectin? And then, and, and then run a marathon, and then your <laughs> dick will the, get a lot bigger. To take the so ivermectin, I decided run to, a marathon, you'll be invincible. Your, your dick awesome. will grow eight inches. And I said, okay, thank you, Joe. I will do this. I will here's, do this. Here's – guys, no, this is the, the – honestly, like this is the thing. Do you understand what running is? 
Drew, I am not a runner. So no, I don't you're know, not. I don't know if I, I can I, look at the way you're built. You're not a fucking runner. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I look fucking good for my age. For your age? <sighs> you're 32. <laughs> I'm 38. I'll tell you what. How 38. Many- you how look many, you look 61. How many push-ups honest. can you do consecutively? Right now? He hurt himself after 12. How many push-ups can you do consecutively? Right now, I could do 13. <laughs> I'll run up, Chris. I could do 13. Listen, um, I, um, uh, I go to therapy. I go to therapy. And that, uh, Physical therapy? No, just like a mental therapist. No, like, he, 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 listen, him and Robert Kraft have the same therapist. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, I go to the rub and tug therapist. Yeah. Uh bless me Lord for I have sinned on uh, going to an Asian massage parlor. No, that's not no, he's, what happened. So so you're going to therapy. I'm going to therapy. And uh my therapist she challenged me and said, um, Nate. Nabe. I would Nabe, I would really like for you to do something that makes you very uncomfortable. That uh, puts you out of your comfort zone and uh, that is both goal-oriented, meaning I have to put a finish line to it and I have to train or I have to do something. If I don't do things leading up to it that I'll fail and that I have a fear of failure of. And I said, oh, well, that's obvious. I just like run a marathon. Like I would be petrified of failing at that and – there's a process that would go along with me being able to do it successfully. So, um, so you say you don't want to look like Andy Bernard in the office with his bloody nipples. I do not, and also I'm not going to be eating Alfredo <laughs> eating pasta. Alfredo, Alfredo before pasta before you're my not going to carb load before. I uh, I made the mistake of telling my boss uh, yeah. in passing that I was doing this, and he I wouldn't have told anybody. He's to running honest. the he's running the full marathon. He pre-filled out my registration form and then paid. Paid in full my registration <laughs> cost, sent it to me and said, you're good. You're signed up. Now you're obligated because somebody else paid How for much you. does it cost to run a mar- $15? I would have said right. $15. That would have been my guess. Add, add 100 you're good. Because I'm paying to run. Like, I'm paying to run. People in the Old West didn't have this problem. There was Apaches. They had to run. <laughs> People back in the, like, I don't know if you want to go back. I, Yogging. The <laughs> soft J. Soft J. I just think it's hilarious that something that used to happen involuntarily throughout human history, like you used to have to sprint and run long distances for the sake of your well-being, and now we do it recreationally. And then there's people who are like, I don't know if I can do this. It's like, well, you better learn how to do it, because otherwise that might be the end. Chris, you think you can make our friend here a cocktail? No. Well, he's got to drive home. Yeah. Why don't you sample what Drew has? Because it's an old-fashioned. Now, you're not a runner. Maybe people can... uh, Guys, those of you on uh, Yogging Twitter, maybe reach out to Nate at NateGarySports or... Is it still at Nate? Or have you changed it to NabeGary? It's Nate Gary Sports. Also, by the way, I the only competitive run I've ever done, I was in seventh grade and I ran a 5K. Ew. I'm not a runner. Yeah. I hired, I actually hired a run coach. Oh. <laughs> run coach. That's say. not a humble brag that I have the money to hire a run coach. But which, which by the way, which, by I the way, I do, I do have the money to hire a run coach. I hired a run coach. 
I do. Hey guys, I have the here's the thing that coach. everybody learns Fuck how to you. do when you're a child, and then you just know how to run. But I'm gonna get a guy to teach me to run. So it's, much first better. of all, it's not a guy. Pretty sexist of you. I'm gonna teach. Pretty sexist of you. I'm gonna hire a guy who can teach me how to run so much better. It's not about running better. (laughs) It's that I need someone to actually physically show me how to run. The only thing, the only thing I know how to do is all the thing. The only thing I know how to do is run from my feelings, Drew. I don't know how to run (laughs) competitively. Hey, you and me both, we can agree on that. Cheers, brother. We are here talking about the Buffalo Bills 2023 superlatives. The season is over. Nothing matters anymore. It's all over but the crying. And we get to revisit now that we've had a week to decompress. Some of our favorite moments, our lowlights, a lot of things that have happened. I want to open the show with this one. Chris, I think it's right in Nate's wheelhouse, just to warm him up. Nate does the overtime show. Takes callers from WGR 550, which are the most insufferable part of Chris. Can you agree? The most insufferable part of any radio show is the callers. Yes, and that is why you called in this season. <laughs> yeah, I did. I Could called in call? to bother yeah. Nate. Do you have it? Could you play it? I don't think I have it. What kind of show is this? Or you I wouldn't know. have this ready? I'm so, sorry. <laughs> I, so, so now I called in one fateful night just because I heard. As I'm driving Gregory home from my- Atlanta, Gregory, you're on the overtime show. Oh. Welcome. Hey, Nate. Um, I down. Would I would like to afford our our loser city with the opportunity to, to you know to see what happens and make the kick. Anyway, yeah, I, I get it. I get uh, it. Defense, the defense uh, you decimated uh, and. and Let's just listen. about putting Josh Allen in. I mean, I played both ways in high school. I'm sure you did too. But I mean, put Josh <laughs> Allen in at middle linebacker and see what you know. See what, yeah. see what happens. Yeah, Greg. Uh, listen, <laughs> <laughs> that sound right there was you dying inside. It's the sound of a man. You know how many text messages I got after that? It was like, yo, Nate, good job on that, buddy. I mean, great job, Nate. These are the callers that Nate has to take after every single I love all of you. Game. Keep it up. Keep up the good work, guys. Now, this is what I want to know. If we're giving away superlatives, what was the worst game to do the overtime show Week one. and take those phone calls after? Mark from West Seneca. <laughs> yeah, Nate, uh, let me tell you. Uh, listen, Josh, you know, he's six years in. He doesn't learn his lesson. And uh, listen, I think he'd learn a lot if he was just on the sidelines. He watched uh, Kyle Allen. If you called, if anyone were to walk up to me at work and say, hey, hey, man, what do you think if they were to suggest that, like, hey, man, what do you think about Kyle Allen starting this week? Maybe we bench Josh, huh? What do you think about that? Uh, like, and if they even seemed a little bit excited about it, I would try to engineer a plot to get them fired. <laughs> I would try to put together a nefarious plot to have them removed from the company because their judgment is obviously poor. You aren't cut out to work with the rest of us professionals. Something about your mental processing you think he, is You think he thinks he's professional? Yeah, the the separation of church and state that happens between me and work is wild. It's crazy. I'm a different human being outside of here. <laughs> I'm like Robert California. You don't even know my real name. I'm the, I'm the motherfucking lizard king. <laughs> so what? So it was week one when we lost to the Jets. Was your worst night on the radio? No question. This season, no question. Like it was I, either between that or the the Denver Broncos Monday night game. See, because I called to bail you out of some awful calls. Oh, did you? Thank you so much. <laughs> and then I kind of became Thanks, one. Thanks so much, Drew. 
Hey, the John Fox bit gave you 10 minutes of air that you didn't have to go back to callers. You're welcome. So after the Bills lost to Cincinnati, I called the radio station at quarter to one in the morning. Just because just I was like, this is all a trial. About to wake his, about to wake his children. No, no, I was driving home, and I go, these are all war crimes. Like if if these phone calls could be put on a tribunal, these people would all be put in the gulag. So I have to do something to give Nate uh, something to chew on to not Thanks. have to talk to people for ten minutes and then go to break. And that's what I did, and I think I did it admirably. You're welcome. Thanks. Which is what every stupid radio caller says. Thanks so much. You're welcome. I helped the show. You're welcome. But meanwhile, that first week was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> Chris, favorite Josh Allen performance? Whole season. What was your favorite one? Uh, Giants game? Mm, I don't know. I Favorite Josh Allen performance? I can't think of one. Think of a game where off. you look at it and you're like, that that guy was the man. Dolphins, the now, week four. Yeah, probably it. That was, yeah, at the beginning of the year. Because it was Cause just, when the it weather's was just like, nice is when I'm daddy. Josh can ball. I'm your daddy. Like um, like uh, Along Came Polly, where he talks about <laughs> yeah. Spanker. I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy. That's Josh Allen to the, to the Dolphins. You're welcome, Alf. Best individual defensive performance. Any game. Pick one. A game where someone in the defense just jumped out. AJ Klein, 11 tackles. <sighs> against the Steelers? <laughs> I think Daquan Jones, week four against the Dolphins, was right there. Bad. I think that. What was Bernard's breakout game? I was, well, I was going to say Matt Milano against the Raiders. Matt Milano against the Raiders. He was a man on fire. Great movie. You couldn't touch it. He, he was Denzel. It's my, it's my favorite. He was Denzel It's in my that game. favorite movie to a degree that the other night I watched it through YouTube clips. The entire movie. Mm. Because I had had too many cocktails and couldn't figure out how Again? to get the Alexa. Then I couldn't figure out how to get the fire stick to work. So I watched the whole movie through YouTube clips. Tell me that Matt Milano wasn't the game wrecker against the Raiders. Amazing. My favorite was Daquan Jones against Miami. And I'll say this. Everybody loved Ed Oliver all season long. Deservedly so. Yeah. He earned his flowers. But Daquan Jones in that game was unstoppable. Seven pressures. Like, look at the stat line. Seven pressures, one sack, one hit, five hurries, two run stops, and a tackle for loss. Oh, you're a one tech. You're not even. You're like you would have thought that he was a three tech. I remember my favorite defensive performance of the year. Yeah. Taylor Rapp against the Miami Dolphins, Week 18. Ah, <laughs> I just know. Tua can't forget. <laughs> he threw a pick to Taylor Rapp. Idiot! It is what funny. a loser. Well, loser. And what I think is funny is that when he did it. Afterwards, all Mike McDaniels could say was, oh, well. well, he was lined up about three yards from where we thought he was going to be. And I go, oh, so your quarterback's not smart enough to parse that, like, hey, that safety's a little bit more inside than where I think he is. What that tells you is their quarterback is the definition of a system quarterback. 
If the coach is trying to explain a game-losing decision by saying, well, this guy was lined up three feet from where we thought he'd be. <laughs> That's not a good answer. It's not a good look. That's not a good look at all. Don't say that. It's fucking wild. And yet here we are, right? Like, the Bills have had some... How about the uh, honorable mention, Rasul Douglas against the Patriots? Oh, yeah, that was a good one. You don't... I mean, he. I, I want to say that's the only time a player from the Bills was named Defensive Player of the Week for the season. I mean, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Now, you... I was looking at Josh Allen. He's... Uh, of course he's, you, you know, You know who he's playing with tomorrow at the... At the Pebble Beach Pro-Am? Uh, someone else gay who likes golf? Jesus. Yeah, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get canceled. Yeah. You're going to get receded for that. It's not, Anyways. It's not a thing. I just, golf is hard, and I can't, I'm insecure about golf because it's. <laughs> the same way Nate's insecure about running. <laughs> I feel fine about running. Fuck you. Um, it's hard, and Nate, can I've we, tried to do it. Nate, can we go possible. play, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Drew is allowed at your course. No, he's not. Maybe he's, <laughs> no, I can't. We can, we don't could, even can let we, me into the we place. Could, we we could go, go to a, a municipal. Can we do a like a Friday public course? Yeah, we'll go to Bobble Links. <laughs> not a part three. I want to see Drew hit a part pull a, five. Pull a driver out. Yes, he would have to hit a pull. He would have to pull a driver out on a lot of the holes. I'm not going to lie to you. I I can drive. I can't do anything else. <laughs> that's why. That's why I know you're lying. And um. Did, all I have is a tee shot. If you can tee it up off the ground, otherwise I top the hell out of everything. Because I don't know what it is. It's just, <laughs> it's just you're not an athlete. <laughs> you and Chris keep talking about being athletes. And yet, it's I, I'm literally just sitting in the Hall of Dad Bods right now. <laughs> Look at this. Look at that, that side eye. Him getting that side eye going. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the hall of dad bods right now. That ain't a dad bod. And I'm being told that I'm... No, that right there is a fuel tank for a high-octane golfing machine. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Best coaching performance of the season. I'm talking about what coach or coordinator did their job the best. Now, I said Bobby Babbage with linebacker development. <sighs> and when you look at this, I think about Milano... <laughs> All proceed. <laughs> I just missed that putt. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though, I'm a stud. You look, you look at that stroke. I'm a, That's, stud. I'm a stud. I'm a stud. I just missed it. Milano, all pro type season, then gets hurt. Bernard, zero to hero, just comes out of nowhere to be a phenom for her defense. Tyrell Dodson somehow looks serviceable after years of being like, oh my god, don't ever put that guy in the field again. AJ Klein. Off the couch, as you've often said. Off the couch. He's on vacation already. He's in vacation mode, and he comes in and plays a football game and his first one out of the box against a bad offensive team. He does well. Dorian Williams didn't get a lot of run, but mm, he looked sharp in the run game when he had to. That's a room that seemed like it worked. Seemed like it was well coached from top to bottom. And it almost made me look at it and kind of revisit where I thought about Brandon Bean and not investing in that position. Now, 
Who was your favorite coach? Whether it be a position coach, a coordinator, or easy. Our, our head coach? This is so easy, dude. <laughs> this is so easy. Yep. There's only one guy on the entire Bills coaching staff that has assaulted a teenager with a with a lawn chair. Aaron Cromer, baby! And it's Aaron Cromer, and that is that is my coach of the year for assaulting a teenager. Well, I'll say also assaulting the Cowboys. He, he might oh, as well have hit them with a, They might as well have been the 16-year-old he was hitting with a lunch. We oh, played no. with the uh, the same five all year, right? Yeah. Yeah. God, that's... Osiris Torrance led the team in snaps. <laughs> oh, Torrance Cyrus. Oh, Torrance Cyrus. How, it, Nate, how did you like his season? It was really good. Uh, <laughs> it was real good. Are you know doing what, this intentionally now just to make him mad? I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, All the guy's doing this just to make Chris... See, he gets pissed at me when I move the microphone. So now I do it all the time. This is... Nate's bit here is better because he's in front of... He's blocked by four Montucky cans. You... Drew intentionally moves the mic out of the way. Is that better? Do you get the branding? Yes. As if, as if, as if anyone, as if anyone wants to see more of Drew and less of the microphone, you know. <laughs> it's, it's absurd. No, Cromer's a great pick for that. Chris, do you have one? I'd probably go with Cromer too. I didn't hear. See, I didn't hear Osiris Torrance's name at all during is, the year, which means it's which a good thing. The same thing. If you don't hear offensive yes. lineman's name, that's if you a good don't thing. hear yeah. a guard's name, that means they're doing their their job. Their so due diligence. I en- I enjoy that being uh, recognize the value when yeah, it landed in his last. Well, versus like you know when he drafted Cody Ford in the second round, then he just got scared of ever drafting another lineman. It, I don't know with, if that's fair because he did spend two rounds. Oh, first two rounds. Okay, first two rounds because okay. uh, Osiris Torrance was a second round pick, just like oh, Cody Osiris Torrance. Yes, that is. Uh, he nailed. He Is got this name? one right. Just because I mispronounced your name doesn't mean I'll butcher his name. All, All right. right. Now he's my favorite trench player, twenty twenty three. Osiris Torrance. Now, and to your point. There's a lot of people out there who look at it and you're like, oh, well, Bean's earlier forays into line building didn't exactly go well, right? 15 true free agents got signed to this team. (laughs) And more than half of them started games for Buffalo during that span. Most of them were. Do you want to know who my favorite free agent is? Ooh, I can't wait to get to this. Hang on, hold that thought. I'll hold it twice. Eight draft picks along the offensive line since 2018 when Bean officially took over the draft room. Never like a trying, yet the line didn't gel. It didn't come together. I mean, Teller eventually became something, but he got traded away. What are you going to do about that? Cody Ford, holy fuck. Cody Ford got traded somehow to the uh, Cardinals and then for like a fifth-round pick. And, and John Fina. <clears throat> and John Fina. That's a good point. They gave us back John Fina's dignity that they stole while he had to play there. And then there's just a bunch of guys like Dave Questenberry. How about that? Dave Questenberry. I swear to God, if you disrespect that man, I'm going to 
I'll fight him and you. In a I'll jump race. over this fucking table. I will. He's I will break soft. your laptop from 1998. <laughs> from 1998. Let me guess. Is that, is that Windows 4 on this laptop that you've got over here? Listen, Windows listen, 98. The best, listen, the, best, the best free agent signing the Bills have had is but David Edwards, and I wish that you would try to fight me on it. I wish you'd fight me on it. David Edwards was actually a really nice piece because I like the fact he that was he was a great su- six offensive lineman. Super Bowl pedigree, interior offensive lineman. You know who has a Super Bowl pedigree? Nobody on the Bills roster except for him. So now here's what I like. People were hesitant about the idea of Torrance because they were like, well, well, no, no, no. Because the idea, I I heard it and I heard callers to your radio I also heard someone say I was really handsome. What I I didn't like was the idea that people go, well, he's another second round offensive lineman who's probably going to fail and you go well yeah but just because you failed before doesn't mean you'll do it again it's different they met Torrance was supposed to be a first round Cody Ford was an offensive lineman yes not offensive lineman he was offensive I was offended when I watched Cody Ford I really liked Osiris Torrance I think he's one of the best young interior offensive linemen in the league and he is in no way offensive I'm not offended by his presence like I was Cody Ford now biggest win and worst loss Let's talk about this. Biggest win has to be Bills in Miami and Hard Rock, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. in, in Kansas City. In Kansas City. You think winning in Kansas City was bigger than that win in Miami? Yeah. Even though that win in Kansas City didn't materialize in the playoffs. Had they lost in that Kansas City game, the season was over. They would have been 6-7. and seven. The season was over. Yeah. We wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Season was over. They would have made the playoffs if had they lost to the Miami Dolphins in week, and then they would have got to go back there and avenge it in week, in, in the wild card round. So absolutely, it's not close. It's the Kansas City Chiefs game. Okay. Let me guess. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it the Los Angeles Chargers with what's his fucking name, Easton Stick? Is that, is that it for you? Is that, is that is that their biggest win of the year, or is it the New York Giants when they won seven to six or whatever they won, fourteen to nine? No, no. My for me it was Josh and Hard Rock just because it's one of those things of like, hey, you guys hold the high ground. You're that's you're, like that's like that's like Chris in a strip club. This. That's like Chris in a strip club. Of course he's going to spend six thousand dollars. Who cares? <laughs> of course it's going to work. Who cares about do you? Bill? Do who cares about Josh Allen? It let me just no, catching strays me, during you and me trying to snipe let, each other. Me give you a. I'll give you a strip club story. I used to have I used to have a friend in Atlanta, Gladys. Nope, he was he was Italian from South Africa and played soccer. Drew Gear was his name. Drew Gear. No, it was no no, soccer. No, I'm not running. I told you this. This guy. Everything else fit the bill. South African and white. Dude's name. Ugo Batusi. He. I worked with him at the city of Alpharetta. If I wanted to, city of Alpharetta. Yeah, city of Alpharetta. That's where we work together. If I like wanted to like go out, I would call Ugo and be like, "Hey, like I need to like I need twenty Percocet. I need to get, <laughs> I, need yeah, Percocet. I need to get out of the house. I gotta I gotta do I gotta do something." <laughs> there was one time I went out with him and we went to like three or four different spots and one of the stops was a strip club in Atlanta and I spent no money inside of this strip club and I had a dancer walk up to me in like a sexy nurse outfit 
and she said to me, hey, sweetie, would you like a dance? I said, I don't have health insurance. (laughs) And she walked away. (laughs) That's... You're such an idiot. I love you. That's how it's done. Chris thinks he's... Chris is like, I have a line to break the ice. And and instead what he does is he just destroys... I'm aspiring to be a manager. Is what he said. <laughs> I'm aspiring to be a manager someday. You know, I'll tell you guys a strip club story about me. Uh, last year, I went to Las Vegas uh, on my yearly trip, and I went For to golf. A, I, yeah, I went to a club, and I met a girl named Vivian, and um, we had plans. She was going to move back to Buffalo with me, but. Um, <laughs> This is the mom from Fresh she, Prince of Bel Air. She decided. She decided that you know life was better in Las Vegas as a dancer. And hey, listen, you know each each to their own. Uh, I came back and then I became a bartender. <laughs> it's a real white trash Buffalo story. That's how I know you're one of us. She she cost four hundred fifty dollars a dance. Yeah, and then another hundred dollars for drinks. And I did that six times. Jesus Christ! See, I'm I think I'm the only person who's just dead inside. Let me tell you what. This. Can I tell you what, Jack? Can I, can I tell you what, guys? You can't get that with a radio salary. <laughs> now here's what I know. <laughs> Strip clubs have always been depressing to me because I yeah, can't. You can't afford the good ones. No, but it's because I can't separate myself from the fact that I'm like, oh, I hand this money over, and then that chick goes and buys her kid breakfast with it. That's God. <laughs> there's, it's the one moment of of fucking humanism you could have is you know what at least at least this twenty dollars is gonna go to an omelet for some kid who really has earned it and you're I'll like you're like fuck bucks. that kid fuck that kid I don't need to see that what I what, have just a, open, yeah just open up a fund just open up a fund so that I can buy children breakfast cereal that's it and I'll donate to that instead of going to a strip club you're like because can, can, I, can, I, I, go, can I bring you a a, uh, a can this of Campbell's where soup we, this I is where we ask uh, we need a we need a sponsor for Magic Spoon <laughs> now that Drew's talking about <laughs> cereal. Uh, cereal anybody at Magic, Magic Spoon, Spoon that watches this here's, hit us up we would love to uh, here's what's funny be a sponsor I was thrown out of a strip club in Pittsburgh my fr- and then when I say thrown, I mean actually physically. Oh, yeah, this up is the Mark Schlereth. So there was a weekend where I was in Pittsburgh. We're at a, at that morning. We were at a casino. Mark Schlereth was talking trash about the uh, Tyrod Taylor. Bills. Tyrod Taylor, EJ Manuel, Matt Castle quarterback competition. It's a great group. And he goes, it's great "How many group. Bills?" They're like, "Who's going to win?" He goes, "No one," because they don't have an actual NFL quarterback. Facts, Mark Schlereth. And so I got mad at that. And I started drinking. It's ten a.m. Now, fast forward to 3 a.m., my friends told me we were going to get pizza, and instead we rolled into a place called Cheerleaders. And so this happens, and then the bouncer has an eye patch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, I mean, it's it's Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's Pittsburgh. It's the Twin Cities. So I don't think that's what their nickname is. All of my friends are gone now. They're all in the champagne room having fun. The champagne room is so expensive. And because I can't justify, like, I'm like, this is all gross. I shouldn't be here. This is disgusting. I would donate money to your children, just not to whatever the hell else you guys are doing. And also, this just feels awful. So I'm being abrupt with a woman who's trying to talk me into a dance. And the bouncer comes over. Now, I've been making pirate comments the entire time. The entire time. time. 
And he comes over and just goes, one more word and you're out of here. And I go, what are you going to make me walk the plank? Thrown. I mean, thrown out into a parking lot. You've seen those bouncers. They're not small guy. And you aren't a small guy. So that's what what makes me. He physically removed me from the premises. And then he felt so bad about how roughly he ejected me that he came out to check on me. And I was still just sitting there with one flip flop on. And it turned into a thing where he goes, dude, are you okay? I go, no, I didn't want to be here. I don't even know why. I'm getting kicked out of a bar I don't even want to be at. Yeah, and he looked at me and goes, can I get you anything? I go, all I want is chicken fingers and a bottle of water. And, and someone he, named Vivian. And he went and got them for me. And got a Vivian. He you went Vivian. and got me an order of chicken fingers and a bottle of water as I'm sitting on the curb outside. I go, this is how I know strip clubs are awful. And all of this is terrible. Now. Strip, strip clubs are great. You should shut up. Bill's Dolphins, Hard Rock, Week they, actually, can I tell you that there's actually a strip club at Hard Rock Stadium? Doesn't shock. It's me. called the Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Come from behind division ceiling. That's where Elf does all of his, his stupid live look. Spots. The the iconic stupid look on McDaniel's face is what cements it for me. He looked like a moron. So, oh, this is happening because you're dumb. You're not a good coach. And then the Dolphins fan base just melting down in the wake of this. Like, well, Josh Allen is like, they're celebrating with Bills fans on national TV inside their stadium. Like, that has to hurt. I don't think it hurts as much as it hurts. And know? then me and my buddy Craig and Iman and Kyle Trimble from com, we all went down to my basement and cracked a bottle of Blanton's that I'd been saving for a special occasion. And that was nice. It was it was the It was the best win of the year. Week one, Monday Night Football, Jets, I'm with you. That was the worst loss. Mostly because, like, here we go, epic embarrassment ingredients. Uh, inexplicable, unexplainable Josh Allen turnovers. Atrocious play calling, missed field goals. Uh, game ending on an absurd special teams play. And Chris, the best part. We lost to Zach Wilson! <laughs> Zach Wilson was his best quarterback and we lost to him. Yeah, he's afraid he's really good. How many times are we going to lose to that guy? More than anyone else. I don't it's think, wild. I, that, can I tell you that I don't think Zach Wilson's beat another team as a starting quarterback more than one time in nope, his career? Nope. I Actually, I think I can guarantee that he's beaten the Bills more than any team he's beaten in the in NFL history. So that brings us to our best and worst take of 2023. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it takes, and then here comes the take master, and this is, oh, this is a Nate Geary segment, baby. This is why we dragged you down here. Fed you a bunch of Montauk. Yeah, you better hide behind those cans. First of all, what do you think is your worst take of the year? Because you've had a lot. I think my worst take of the year is that, you know. What are you doing? What is this character you're playing? I think I think the worst take of the year is that. Chris, he literally tells us how rich he is, and then he goes to strip clubs, and then he won't talk in a full voice into the microphone. I think I think the worst take of the year is that. Uh, that <clears throat> does it have to do with coffee? <clears throat> I think the worst take of the year is <laughs> you have to think about this because you've had a lot of shitty things. I think the worst take of the year is that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's all what we love, dead air. I'm just looking at his face going, you, here, I'll, I'll He doesn't you. know. I'll help you this. How about this? Your tweet about it being over. You're like, the Bills aren't... Wake up, Bills fans. We're not beating the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and everybody else. Here, and you, the Dolphins. We're, it's, Chris, can oh, you zoom in? Can you can you zoom in on my face? Are you uh, able to do that? No. Chris, Chris. All right, you can zoom in. Hold on. Guys, for those of you who are watching at home, there's a tweet right I mean, now. I Hold can, on. Those I of you can, who are watching, there's I a can... Tweet. Why don't you sit down? Up, put, your, uh, put your microphone up to my face while I get really close to the camera. <laughs> How did it go for you at the end of the year, guys? <laughs> did, were, were, were those wins worth it for you? <laughs> did 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 you get to the end goal? I bet you didn't. I bet you, I, I bet you you would have rather lost. And, and I would have been right because you still lost. You're a bunch of idiots, and I always win. <laughs> <laughs> when you <laughs> declared the season over, right? When you declared the season, it ended over, anyways, didn't it? It ended. It ended just a little bit later than I thought it would. After we won the division and then beat a wild card team, you beat another team with a quarterback who can barely sure. walk without a walker. Sure, but that's a Good. that's a Sean McDermott issue, which we've talked about. But realistically, what best I love is that, honestly, can we can we say that maybe Josh Allen finally beat the best quarterback he's ever beaten in the playoffs? In Mason Rudolph. Yeesh. Cool, yeah, awesome, sick guys. <laughs> hey, great. Guess what? You guys, you guys got, you guys got the last laugh. You guys beat the Chiefs, and you know, I mean, I, ah, I Bills are not beating the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Dolphins, guys. It's over. Hey, guess what? You beat all those teams, and then you lost again. And I'm a chock full of nuts guy all day. <laughs> I'm a chock full of nuts. Guy. This is like, are you fuck off, Mark? You know, chock full of nuts is for poor people. No, I'm, I'm a. Just like, just like, just like my really good friend Bruce Nolan, I am a grape nuts guy through and through. God. So, so what that what I get from this is you're both irregular, and you just need no. To figure out I your eat grape nuts and I shit very regularly. Yeah, because you're packing your body full fiber. of fiber. Yeah. I could set a watch to mine, and ultimately, I don't have to do that. You millennials. So, Chris, your worst opinion of 2023. I mean, I don't think I had, I don't say outlandish stuff on the show. I did say, however, maybe in August, and it's non-Bills related. It was my best football take. <laughs> I said, Philadelphia is going to miss Shane Steichen, and it will show. 
and that it might did. be your best take of that the season. That is my best take. Tell you what, did did they or did they not miss Shane Steichen? Oh God, he's taking photos. Here we go. <laughs> so, I will say that my best and worst take of twenty twenty three. My worst was that our linebacker room construction was GM malfeasance. I was like, you're being reckless with the position that is. Like one of the most important for a team that runs through its defense. I don't know. I already gave them their flowers. All of these guys thrived under Babbage. So it makes you take a step back and evaluate the job Bean has done in terms of trusting the people on the roster who are giving him feedback on the growth and their evaluations of the talent he has on hand. And I think that that gets lost in a lot of what we talk about on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis about football. The GM's job is, Chris, it's almost like when I look at my wife. Oh, boy. (laughs) And you're like, I don't deserve this at all. I'm pretty ugly. She's very good looking. (laughs) And I'm wondering when the spell will wear off. Is that that what you're wondering? No. What it is is when she comes to me and just says, okay, what do we need from the grocery store this week? Because I'm going to go do the shopping, and I know you, you're incapable of it. Which so is are you true. saying your wife is Brandon Bean, and you are the assistant general manager? I'm. I'm not even the assistant. I'm. I might be. Sean you're the McDermott. quality control coach. I might be Sean McDermott in this equation, but probably not. I'm probably Aaron Cromer, where I'm trying to cobble together some nice things, and it just like I hope it all comes together. Um. But she'll come to me and go, what do I need? You tell me what what we need, and I'll go get it. And I'll figure out what that looks like when I get there. And I think that we discount the fact that for us fans who go, we need this wide receiver, and we need that, and we need that. He looks at his position coaches and goes, hey, do you guys think we need another wide receiver in free agency? Do you think that we need to draft another highly talented linebacker? And they go, no, no, no. Babbage goes, no, no, no. I can work with everybody in this room. And they go, well, all right, then fuck free agency. All right, we're not going to go out there and get it. We're not going to go spend on a guy. And that's how that ends. And then fans scream about it. And yet, who's right? Me. The guy who trusts his coaches. Why? Because they're probably decent coaches. Like these are the things that you these are the things that you don't appreciate about our GM. And I think we all need to take a little bit of stock in that. That he had the balls to stand by Shakir as like, hey, he's gonna be in my next man he's gonna be my first man up off the bench when our initial plan fails. He got hey lucky. Yeah, sure he got lucky. Uh, he didn't bring in right tackle competition for Brown, and everyone thought lucky. that that was Melfi. Okay, he got lucky. A little bit of luck goes into all of this, by the way. Bernard and Dodson versus the UFA, I'm going to cost you $5 million a piece field. And Which yet they did. got us right there. And then because of a coach going, well, I see this is a glaring weakness and I don't care. You put the wrong guy in the wrong spot for too long, and it costs us again. He can't control that, but he gave you tools. He gave you tools that got you through a season and won your division. I'm a tools guy. So, with that said, my ugliest take of the season was that that linebacker room wasn't built properly, and I blame Bean for it. 
Bean is good at his job. He's very good. I think that a lot of the gas He's like is me just... at Sports Talk Radio. It's really good. <laughs> Underrated. And I think that my uh my best take was probably that Sean McDermott's not coachable. We talked about this. What do you think my best take is? Your best take? Oh Jesus Christ. Uh I think your best take of the year was probably avoiding our podcast for the entire regular season. Your best, your best decision was not coming on here in the regular season after you were tweeting sh- wild shit out, and then we just get to. We didn't invite you on the show until last week. Yeah, we gave you a good six months. Thanks, guys. Well, no, because I'm like, well, he's out of your. You had to let you had to let my takes bake. Well, what I had to do was give it. You had to let the dough out. rise. You had to let the dough rise. What I have to do is give you time because if you come in here after you say something wild, I have to. I have to address it. Well, no. What you have to do is you have to let it. You have to let it bake. I had a great take about how yeah. the Bills really wanted twelve personnel, and guess what they're going to do? They're going to trade Dawson Knox this offseason. So which I'll will be, be right. well. I'll tell you what. I'll be right. Why are they going to trade him? Right. Guess who's who's your rookie of the year? Uh, rookie of the year is Osiris. Mm, probably Osiris or probably Dorian Williams. <laughs> it's got to be Dalton Kincaid. Who? Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, who? 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 Hang on, guys. In case you don't remember the conversation. Let me finish my thought on Kincaid. Okay. Because this is more of a a whataboutism that people, and I'm going to call Aaron Quinn out on this, right? So here's what's going to happen, right? Is everyone's going to say he's a receiver. He's Think of him as this. Okay. Well, then let's compare him at the end of the season to Jordan Addison. And to Zay Flowers, yep. And to Jackson, you know Jackson Smith and Jigba. Well, no, I mean he's a he's a tight end. We can't compare him to wide nope. receiver. No, you can't have it both ways, okay? And this is my point: is you can't preface this conversation around him. Well, don't look at what's next to his name. What do you mean? You do it for ninety nine point nine 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 percent of every other. We're going to make one exception this one time for this guy because you love the team so much. And you think he's this crazy great matchup against slot corners in the NFL? Give me a break. He is a tight end. And you traded up in an NFL draft, two spots. He gave up a fourth-round pick, and you picked him at 25. He better be on the field 80% of the snaps. I've got a lot, a lot of reservations about having two tight ends on the field when they ran at 12 personnel 13% of the time last year. But they would be ad- astronomically changing their offense. I come in like a bulldozer and try to remind you that they fucking wanted to. They tried. They paid O.J. Howard a, r- a ridiculous contract. What do you mean? Hey, I'm, whoa, 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 barely whoa, whoa, a, they cut him before training camp ended. And it was fully guaranteed. So it what? It was astronomical. It's like a million no, dollars, no, no. Drew. For a dude who they knew was a fringe. Was going to be a blocking tight end? He's yeah. got no gas left. They really thought he was going to come in here. They were going to run 50% of their snaps they because they got O.J. Howard at the end of his. Give me a break. You that's, don't go get O.J. Howard biggest, if you're offensive Biggest fucking myth that you could possibly say is they've been looking for this position forever. We got O.J. Howard for one million dollars guaranteed. Oh, my God. All of the all of the assets, (laughs) the time, the energy spend. People watching us on YouTube are getting a fucking show. A freaking backup. uh, The the. 50th ranked PFF tight end. Oh my God, the time and energy and the resources. Now, Nate Geary, 
from our show back in May, his draft take. Nate, I appreciate you saying all of that because it got us two segments on GR morning radio that week. <laughs> and we appreciate Sal. We made the radio. <laughs> Sal, Sal was so he wasn't like angry, but like it, he he felt like it was like a personal attack on him, which I mean Maybe it was. He, he was the 12 personnel champion. I know. And he was like, Nate, I'm hurt. A2 Brute. <laughs> it's hilarious. Whatever. You guys can't, you can't, you can't put a wedge between Sal and I. I no, Sal. but what I love is this I love idea. Sal. No, no one, no one will ever you hated Sal and I's relationship. So you, good try. You hated the idea of this tight end. And then he goes on to break the single season. This is how you know. That Sal and I are good friends is that afterwards... Because he let you slide on this. Because <laughs> he let this one go and goes, Nate, Sal I was love like, you. And I Sal goes, Sal goes I, know you you weren't, I, weren't, I know you weren't singling me out. I go, oh, no, no, I was. Yeah, no, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> and he didn't care. And then he made fun of me on air. And that's why we're friends. That's why, listen, there, there are very few people I love more than Sal Capaccio. Uh, he sales sales a beauty, and he is he is good. Here's the thing about sale that a lot of people maybe, maybe you know this, maybe you don't know this about sale. Sales as good as taking it as he has given it. Yeah. And there are very few people in the world that can that can take a good joke about themselves and then deliver a really good one in return, and then afterwards you just you know you slap up yeah well, of course up and you go that's sale Capaccio because if you can't break balls. Then you're not actually friends. No. Then right. you're not actually friends. Sale's good. Sale is as good as anyone is breaking balls, but he also takes breaking balls better than anybody. He's Dalton Kincaid he's went on to set the single season tight end reception record for the team with 81. He was top Whatever. ten in separation. Whatever. Like pass catcher compared, separation. Comparing with Zay Jones, you've Zay Zay Flowers, you've fucking <laughs> Chris. Ja- Jackson Smith and Jigba. <laughs> I said Zay Flowers. He dominated all these guys in yeah, a lot well, but, of the but, fine but wide metrics. receiver next to his name. Jordan Addison. No, no, this is this is it. In terms of NFL next gen stats and pass catchers, he finished top ten. And he was eighth best in the NFL for average separation. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> and this is why it's like, look, you have to give it to Kincaid. You're never going to find a rookie impact like that because the Bills haven't seen one in 10 years. The Air, he's, he's the antithesis of Aaron Mabin. See, I was on, I was on the fence. Uh, it's under yeah, the table. That out. Yeah, it's, right it's under the table. I was, on, I was on the fence of Kincaid being, you know, first-round tight end because, um, let's see, I, was, I watched TJ Hawkinson get drafted. I watched film. I watched TJ Hawkinson go to Detroit, and I was told by... The media, oh, he's going to change the position. And then I saw Kyle Pitts go to Atlanta. Oh, he's going to change the position. <laughs> well, he got Dalton Arthur Kincaid Smith. to the bill. He's going to change the position. Which we didn't get to talk about. Can I, can I say this now? Because I have to get it out of my head. It'll fucking explode. The Steelers actually fired Matt Canada because they go, he's underutilizing our best skill position players. And then? And then they hire Arthur Smith. And then? Who literally, he, he gave Bijan Robinson. 
top 10 pick in the NFL draft, phenom running back Bijan Robinson, fewer red zone carries than Josh Allen. <laughs> All right, listen. We we got let, let's let's get to the to the LVP because if I if I don't piss I'm gonna I gotta pee my pants pretty here. Weird. Soon. Go take a leak. We'll find. Uh, I can I can do M M I P. I can do M I P. Hit the can, bro. I want I want LVP. We are a we are a loose show here. We're not professionals. Yeah, this isn't Rogan. This isn't Rogan, babe. I thought I was lawyer Mark. This isn't Rogan. So most improved player. Chris? Shakir. Hit the drop. It's got to be wide receiver Khalil Shakir. Don't take it personally, all right? Franchise star players are a lot like Highlanders. There can only be one. Everybody loves the fact that Stephon Diggs is a part of this team. Diggs is great. Except this year, how many highlight, highlight reel, Jesus, booze, highlight reel plays did he deliver? I remember highlight reel drop. I know a bunch of those. Now, here's what's crazy. You look at Khalil Shakir. Third best differential between yards after the catch per reception and expected yards after the catch per reception in the entire NFL. The dude can catch and run in situations when he's not supposed to. He had the best catch percentage in the NFL this season. Or any season. Number one in NFL history, 87%. That's the best by a wide receiver with 45 or more targets. Because they have to qualify it somewhere in order to make it equitable. That's wild. This is a guy that we drafted in the fifth round. And Chris, who could have told you that he was going to be good? Brett Coleman. So when you went back and watched the video, all of the things that Shakir was good at, you got to see on tape this year. And it's nothing fancy, something complicated. It's... Dude gets open. I cut quickly. I have fluid hips. I'm smaller than you. And I'm I'm fast. I'm, I'm legit 4-4 play speed. I'm under... I'm under 6 feet tall. And... I have fluid hips. You put those three things together, what you have is a receiver who is maybe the most dynamic possession receiver in the entire NFL. I want to run this by you. Nate, you feel lighter? (laughs) As he sits down. (sighs) Nate, Khalil Shakir only had one game where he caught a pass and didn't also catch a first down pass. One game. 66% of all of Khalil Shakir's targets went for a first down. Which is one of the craziest statistics to think about. Like, hey, he's like, like, uh, what is it, Sex Panther? He is Sex Panther as a wide receiver. 60% of the time it works every time. 60% of the time it works every time. If I want a first down, well, I'll just find Khalil Shakir. 60% of the time it works every time. How do you parse this idea that Diggs went from fifth-round pick to star, and then from star to aging star to injured guy who's trying to – he played most of the season through an injury, and I think the team did a good job of what they usually do, which I think I told – I got a laugh out of Elf because I told him no team obfuscates the injury report more than the Buffalo Bills. 
Remember Jerry Hughes would play a whole season with no games missed, no practices missed, and then the season would end, and he'd had wrist surgery, knee surgery, ankle surgery, and you're like, oh, you lied about all this. He was getting treatment the whole time. You have Stefan Diggs. He's great at what he does, but that window is closing, and he's kind of diminishing, and then you look at Khalil Shakir, and you go, here's a guy who is maybe the most electric possession receiver anyone's ever seen. <laughs> How is he not the most improved player from last year to this year? Said Oliver. <laughs> fuck you, that's low. Said Oliver. Fuck, fuck him. Yeah, except when it matters. Okay. Well, again, like the MVP is the regular season award. Ed Oliver is the most improved player award because of what he did in the regular season. All right. You think that him being the most dominant defensive lineman we have for 18 weeks and then doing a no-show in the biggest game of the year, like I'm supposed to credit him for that. Yes, you are. I don't like it, but I'll live with it. Now, Chris... The LVP. You may not like it, but you gotta respect it. <laughs> this is it. You have to accept it. The cream rises to the top. Cream always Dude, rises Macho to the Man, top. if we could just get Dan Soder doing Macho Man things, like, I could listen to that all night. Chris, the 2023 LVPs, the least valuable persons on the Buffalo Bills, hit me with the drop. You folks fell on your face. You get an F minus in my book. My first mine is Tyler Bass. Why? Because the team finally paid a kicker. You finally got a kicker to a second contract. The guy looked like he was doing well, and then that entire operation just broke down over the course. Maybe it's of the, the whole. Maybe, maybe it's the long snapper. I listen. I don't care who it is. <laughs> you think I haven't had these conversations? Here's the worst part. I'm a business partner. Yeah, listen, I that, love that guy. It's only. It's only. It's only, it's only because Reed threw me under the bus on a. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> <Their face. laughs> Can't have dead air on here. Drew just shit his pants. <laughs> I just that's quite up. possible. Mark, mark that. Mark that in the in your I notes. I just crop dusted. No, mark that yeah. in your notes. I'd like that to be go to go online when when like he shits his, when he shits his pants and I make a reaction. Um. Yeah, I I think the snaps weren't that good. I think that uh, that's part. It's probably eighty percent of the reason that Bass was missing kicks is Wait, the snaps were off snaps. So, so are you trying to call out the snapper because you're mad? I think they should. I think they should start looking at some other snappers. Frankly, I hope he. I hope he shows up here and fights you. He fought that defensive tackle from the Jets. You think he's scared of you? Whatever. What he's like six four. Whatever. <laughs> six two. Six hey, two. Guess what? Guess who's got hair? Yeah, but guess what? He can actually run. Oh, he has hair. <laughs> he he can just, actually run. He has hair. He refuses to grow it. Yeah, well, <laughs> sounds like a coward to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Bass. Ooh, all I can go back to is that. Bad snaps. That's that what you can go back to. That Saturday, no, that Saturday night watching the game. Uh, Green Bay against San Francisco. Going, can I tell you? Can I tell you what the hero? Can, oh, hold on, before Dang. before you before you go finish with this, I'd like to nominate my hero of the year, Tyler Bass, for missing that field goal against the Chiefs, so that we didn't have to watch them go down the field and kick a game-winning field goal as time expired. Instead, 
we just we pulled the plug early. Thank thank you, Tyler Bass, for pulling oh the plug God. on a relative rather than trying to keep oh them alive God, for terrible. the worst part of their entire fucking existence. Thank you, Tyler Bass, for missing the field goal. Thank you, most valuable player. Appreciate you. It's dark, but I like it. I'm not gonna lie. The snark, like that's what this show is about. It's about just being dark and sometimes disrespectful to people. I tweeted out that night that if we put the game in the hands of Tyler Bass, we would, like, he would fuck this up. So then fast forward tonight, I'm home. I've left the game early. I've gone home. I'm standing there in the living room with my wife. And when he misses that kick, she looks at me and she goes, you did this. (laughs) I was like, well, fuck. God. God. All right. Fair. Tyler Bass was the most erratic part of this team. This entire season. Not you? Week one, week two, week one, like, you think about all the times we went for it on fourth down late in the season. Mm -hmm. How much of that was born of Sean McDermott genuinely believing the analytics, which I don't buy after that DeMar Hamlin (laughs) fucking play call on fourth down. I don't buy any of this. Or how much of it was his fear that Tyler Bass just wasn't very good. They have a problem, and they have to fix it in the offseason. I agree. They should find a new long snapper. And the second one, I'll let you run away with this. That's uh, Sean McDermott. LVP? Material? No, no, he's good. No, he's good? Who's your second? Who's your LVP? My LVP. Uh, my LVP is Reed Ferguson. Because <laughs> he made fun of you online. I think I think he could listen. Like I got a guy in high school. He he had great snaps. If they want to meet somebody that can get Chris, the job done at a cheaper rate, this beef is becoming personal. We're gonna have to settle it the way they do what? foxy boxing. Nate, w- Nate, when are you gonna take a snap from Reed? Yo, I'll. We need that. I don't think you know how to hold. You want him, you want to go in the driveway? Get him, get him here, and we'll do it in the driveway. Dude, he's in Houston. We we try to we try to do training camp. The problem is my schedule is <clears throat> I when I'm on air, it's almost impossible to do unless I get there way early. And then he wants to get out there early before practice, which he's already out there warming up just for him to toss a bad snap back. So um, we get him here a week before training camp in the driveway. Oh, yeah. No, we'll do this. We'll do it. We'll set it up in the <clears throat> front yard. We'll front set yard. It up right here. Tripods, everything. We'll bring, tri- we'll, we'll bring bass. We'll uh, again, and I will you? not warm up. I will not warm up. You're an idiot. It's going to break your hands. No, it's okay, not. Then. No, no this, this is what we're going to... I've seen those snaps. No, no, no. I've seen those snaps. This, this is what we're going to have to have, is we'll call Reed over for a ball, a 4 o'clock call time. We'll call you for a 4.15 call time. We'll get shots of you driving up, parking the Jeep in the street, getting out... And holding immediately. No editing. We'll have everything set up. It's gonna so be you can hold one a snap. shot. One take. Yes. And then you and then we get then we get a shot he's leaving. I'll even spin the fucking laces. Yeah. And then and then you hold it and Bass kicks it down the street and then you get in your Jeep, drive to go pick up the football and then leave with the football. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually if if it's possible, could we get his brother? 
I think he's got a little bit nicer of a snap. He was just up here. I think Blake's got a little bit nicer of a snap. Blake was up here for the game. I like, lo- I'd like you to clip this and send this to him later. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Chris. I like fostering a beef. Nothing makes me happier than he's being on the player. sidelines of a Reed good Ferguson. beef. LVP, Sean McDermott has to have a hand in that. You you just you, you mismanaged Who's the enough. defensive coordinator? Who knows? Oh, that's what I was going to name LVP. I, I guess if it's Sean McDermott, then it's Sean McDermott. Well, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, you just continually fail. And if you're not willing to turn it over to somebody else, now here's the real question. Will he give up play calling control? No. All he's doing is finding another patsy. To take the fall for this guy when he Jesus. when he's like, oh, hey, things didn't go well. I'll fire this guy and tell everyone things are going to be different. The Emperor has no clothes with Sean McDermott, and it's frustrating, and it's it's enraging, and yet here we are again where Josh Allen now has to take the public heat. I would love one time for ESPN to just skewer the head coach the way they do our quarterback. That's all I'll say. I wish that the national media would turn the magnifying glass the way they do to our quarterback when we lose football games. I wish they would put that on the coach and take a look at what's happening on that side of the ball and just give me something. Give me something on that. I'd like to hear that conversation, but I don't get it. And that's what makes him the LVP. I'm glad we got all that venom out, Chris. It's it's cathartic. I mean, ultimately, that's what we're here for. Yeah, and honestly, I think a lot of us, it's good to know, listen, it's, it's just the acknowledgement that Blake Ferguson's the best long snapper in the league, I think, is really important. <laughs> Guys, this has been awesome. I'm happy we could do this. Nate, uh, may I see this, Nate? Sure. See that right there? Yep. Do you want to come back for any of those? For draft talk? Any position group that you like? Why don't you add wide receiver up there, and I'll come back here for wide receiver. You want you, wide receiver tight end? You join us, and we'll get Schofield in. Yeah. Schofield on your buddy Schofield. Yeah, we'll do it Schofield together. for wide receivers. We'll do it together because it's it's kind of the crown yes. jewel of this offseason. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't talked to Schofield in so long. Yes. I yeah. know. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll set it up. Don't tell Schofield you're doing it, and we won't tell Schofield and we'll that get you're on. doing it. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you'll yeah. be here. And then uh, if I could come back for a third one, will you throw LS on there? Because I think the yeah. Bills should. I think the Bills we'll should talk, probably draft a long. We'll talk draft long snappers. His brother set a precedent. You can draft them. You can draft them, guys. This has been fun. It's been nice walking down memory lane. But we gotta get the hell out of here. I'm Drew Gear. That's Chris Kruger. And I'm Reed Ferguson. <laughs> that's that's Nabe Geary, and this has been your Rock Bow Report.